when I was 18, for some of you, hark back to that, that time of being 18. I know it probably seems like 12 lifetimes ago. For others, we're thinking, 18, you must have been so old. So just think about that time when, you know, that, that, that kind of milestone for the, for the grown-ups who reached 18. Hair, youth, a joyful skip to the step. Life hadn't got hold of you yet. You still believed in the best. 18, probably spotty maybe, maybe skint, uh, lazy, I don't know. Maybe you're ambitious, maybe you were driven. Perhaps you had met the romance of your life at 18. <gasps> what a wonderful age 18 is. For me, 18, for others it wasn't as, as glamorous, clearly. For me at 18, I think all who know me, I'm Elijah, my wife and I will lead this, this church with the team here. I get excited by just, just simple things. I do. Just, I get excited. I'm an excitable character. But 18, I remember passing my driving test. Yes. Second go. All the best people passing the second go. Amen? Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. And um, I passed my test. 18th birthday, I was thinking, I'm getting a car. I can feel it. I know it. I've been listening to the, to the private conversations I just, there's a big present coming, it's a car, I can't wait, it doesn't have to be a Lamborghini, I'll take a rusty banger, as long as, as, long as it has a big exhaust, and makes lots of noise, like a vroom, one of them ones, I thought, feel it, literally, anticipation is the word I'm after, I was, I was excited, you ever been excited, like, like literally so excited, like anticipating something like, I can't wait, I, I literally cannot wait, grown ups think back, it might have been a long, long, long time ago, but I can't wait. It's going, to be, it's going to be good. So there I was uh, on my 17th eve, uh, to my 18th birthday thinking, tomorrow it's going to be awesome. I'm going to whiz past all the girls. They're going to love me even more. It's going to be, life's going to be a treat. Cannot wait. And then I came downstairs, 18th birthday. We kind of all know where this has gone already. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm opening my presents all right, standard, all right, yep, great, 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 um, I'm waiting for the last one, and soon we've got a really special present for you, um, you're going to be so chuffed for this, we put loads of thought into this, I'm like, I know what it is, <laughs> this is going to be awesome, we know what it is, um, we, loads of thought into this, we just thought, you know, what can we do that just shows our affection for you, I'm thinking, I know, give me the keys already, Vincent, give me, the, give me that key, anyway, so then, I open this box, and it's like this big, I'm like, I just know, Ian Goodrick, I know. So there I am. I'm literally tearing it off. Two layers of this bad boy wrapping paper around this thing. I'll rip it off. It was a blooming ring. It had a Bible verse inscribed in it. Fair play. Yes, it was meaningful. Since then, my dog swallowed it anyway. Where was the car? That was my question. Where is the car? I heard you, like, you know, conversation around a big present. I put two and two together. Clearly, I've got 12. Are you getting me a car or not? No, we're not. Like, like no joking aside. That was never on the agenda. Like, where have you got this idea of this car from? I'm like, what? Anticipation. Kids, let's get you up here for a second. Levi, bring your tribe. Bring your crew. Come on. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Just give them some. Come on. Ted, peel yourself off the sofa. Let's get you up here. Down here, all of you guys, come on, quick, run, run, run. I noticed some of you are going to sit with your parents now. Ah, I see, nice. 
It works. Right, from 1,200 we have two. Brilliant. Love it. Right, Ted, can you tell all of these lovely grown-ups? Because like, when you get a bit older, sometimes life doesn't seem as magical. So we, wanna, we want these guys to think about um, something magical that's happening. Can you tell these guys what you're excited about this Christmas? What are you anticipating getting? Any super-duper presents? To see friends. Oh, that was a wonderful answer. That was amazing. And what's your name? Isaac. Isaac, what are you anticipating? What are you excited for? Um, I'm hoping for loads of gifts and um, spending time with my family. Well, don't we have some wonderful kids here? That's amazing. Levi's disappeared, but <laughs> Levi's is also spending time with family. So, um, guys, that's a beautiful answer. Go and grab some seats. Isn't that just? Isn't that awesome? What great! What a credit to the parents. Beautiful. Bring a tear to my eye. Well, for me, I was snotty and I wanted a car. And uh, have you ever felt that anticipation, that edge of your seat excitement? I'm going to come round and just pick on a couple of people. Just so just think for a moment, because if it comes to you, I don't want you thinking, uh, I haven't had time to think about it. I'm giving you time. I want to pick on a couple of people. That anticipation, excitement, literally, I'm going to wet myself. I'm so excited about life right now. I still sometimes occasionally wake up with butterflies if something super exciting is happening. Do you ever get that? And you wake up thinking today's going to be a good day. It happens less and less, but um, it's there. So, Craig, anticipation. Ever been so excited about something, and what was it? It was a CD player for my 18th birthday party, but what I forgot was I told my dad to stick it about three weeks before, and he did. <laughs> Brilliant, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love how half of the uh, congregation right now are looking at the floor as well. <laughs> he won't pick on me. <laughs> Come on, Joe, give us something. Um, anticipation. Uh, well, when I was 18, it was really, I was uh, I used to love football, Middlesbrough. So I remember us trying to get into the first division from the second division. Yes. And all that. So, uh, there you go. And I always remember when I left school also that they asked me, what is your dream? And I said, for Middlesbrough to win the FA Cup. But they haven't won it yet. <laughs> <laughs> A brilliant dream. Terry Dudley, last one, and I'll leave it everyone else alone. Anticipation. So I'm anticipating now, and I'm really excited because I retire on Thursday. Wow. And, and we're having a big party on sat- next Saturday night. Everyone's invited. Here, fantastic. What time is that party? From 6pm here, everyone's invited, it's going to be massive, wonderful. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling festive, you're feeling festive right now, anticipating, it's, it's just, it's brilliant. So, uh, Lauren was going to be speaking this morning, and uh, at the moment she's at home sick, so I had like 15 minutes to put this thing together, and I promise it's all, it's all biblical, I've double checked my references this time, <laughs> the rumours aren't true, about me misquoting the Bible once. Um, so, being excited... Uh, the prophet Isaiah, he uh, foretold he foretold something exciting that's coming to the world. At Christmas time, at Advent, we've been lighting these candles, week three, of this, this idea of, um, of, of a season of waiting, a season of anticipating, expecting something wonderful. I think we can all read between the lines, grown-ups, the story of Jesus, the babe in a manger. But Isaiah, he actually called this... Um, Hundreds of years before Jesus was born. And he spoke so clearly. He foretold in a bunch of words um, and and very well uh, described who Jesus would be. 
how he would come into the world, the effect that he would have on the planet. And really, he got people so excited, more than a borough ticket, more than a fast car, more than a CD player, although that is on point. You know, just even retirement, Terry. You know, it's just, it was just a bit bigger than all of these things, this idea of a light coming into the world. And for us as a church, we take time to just stop and celebrate. Isaiah said, um, the coming king. He'll arrive and he'll bring peace. Isaiah actually described Jesus as these wonderful things. He said he's a, a, he's a, a mighty God. He's an everlasting father. He's a prince of peace. Are you in troubled seas today? He can bring calm to the storm. And he said he's a wonderful counselor. What, a, what an amazing picture that we so easy just overlook as, as Christians that actually... We have a wonderful counselor, a father who wants to take time to, to kind of go through the details, to hold us throughout, to, to cheer us on, to be there at every level of our lives. He's a wonderful counselor. 1 Peter 1, I was reading this morning, says this. He, this is Jesus, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. And it's like the story of, of Genesis, isn't it? And, and the creation. It's, it's almost we fast forward. We fly through from the start of that. Actually, he was there. He was there building. He was there present. He was there uh, cohabiting, dreaming up about you and I. But realizing that he had to come towards the end as well as a rescuer, as a wonderful counselor, as a prince of peace. And I just, I'm blown away by that. Allow yourself to be blown away by that. Isaiah 9 verse 1 to 7, if you've got your Bible with you. I'm sorry it's not on the screen today. There wasn't uh, much time, but Isaiah, remember this is hundreds of years before Jesus. Imagine you saying in 700 years there's going to be a guy called Jimmy. And Jimmy, he's going to like he's going to just do all of these amazing things and, and literally he's going he's gonna to be this person and this is where Jimmy's going to be born and this is what Jimmy's going to look like and he's how he's going to act and he's the consequences of Jimmy's life. And for hundreds of years, people beginning to tell your story of Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's on his way. It could be in this generation and when he gets here, this is what's going to happen. And this sense of anticipation doesn't dwindle but it builds and it grows and it grows and it grows until actually it happens. And this is what happened in, through the story of Isaiah. He foretold Jesus. And there were so many conversations and bedtime chatter and, you know, uh, couples having just conversations over washing up. I don't know, just whatever. People do in life and this anticipation, excitement growing. And then Jesus comes into the world. Someone did an interesting stat once. Listen to this. This is amazing. And they said, um, imagine... I give, I give, let's pick on someone else. I give Josh three pound coins. And I say to Josh Wilson, that's his name, Josh Wilson, write JW on a pound coin, on those three pound coins. You can get, Josh, go right across the UK and you can put those pound coins anywhere you like, Josh. Anywhere. Like right now, off you go. You've got, you got ten minutes. And put them anywhere you want. But then we're also going to fill the rest of the UK. Check this out. This is the same stats. Um, in two foot of pound coins. Are we all tracking so far? So right across the UK, there's two foot, what's two foot like here? Up, down a bit. Two foot of pound coins. That's all across the UK. 
Then Josh Wilson goes and puts his across the UK as well. Check this out. There's so many predictions about Jesus Christ in the Bible. And there's so many bits that Jesus hit when he was born. I mean, like everyone, like the, the prophetic words, where he lived, what he'd do, the things he would do, um, how he would die, how he would be raised back to life. All of these literally amazing things. The, the odds, the odds, the odds, the odds of somebody being born, fulfilling all of those things that were said about them to the T is the same as you going out and finding JW in the UK. That's the same stats. That's massive, right? So this guy, Jesus, steps into this full authority. Full authority. This is who I am. This is why the world's excited. And he couldn't help it. He couldn't help where he was born, where he was conceived, who he was born to, who his, his family were and, and the history were. But tick, 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 tick. Unbelievable. This babe in the manger who brings the answer for humanity. So Isaiah says, for, us to, for, for to us a child is born. And, and it's amazing. Allow yourselves, church, to be excited today. That is amazing news. It's amazing because it, it brings, he brings us peace. And then Isaiah says this. Hundreds of years before, he pens this beautiful piece of scripture that wraps up Christmas time. And he says this. And you wouldn't guess it from this room today. But there will be no gloom for her who is, who is in anguish. In the former time, and let's just let's track with this for a moment. It's just scripture. It's telling us some of the historic stuff, but it's important. It speaks to the people. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of the Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in later times, he was made glorious by the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan. And it's, he's speaking to the region where Jesus is going to be born, saying light's coming to the world. And it says this, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. And this is Isaiah saying in, in, in Galilee. Now who was born? Who lived the life in and around Galilee? Any answers? Amazing. Jimmy. You have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you. As with joy at the harvest when we are bringing in our food. As they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for, for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. And it's speaking around this oppression on the people. Like this guy who's going to be born in this region is going to smash into smithereens. It's just incredible. And we'll jump on for um, verse, verse 5. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For, as, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it. Last bit, with justice and with righteousness. He's coming to balance the scales, to judge people. For this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of the hosts will do this. Hundreds of years before, how bang on could he be about Jesus? It's amazing. And that excites me. So wow, let's talk about good news for everyone. 
Woohoo! What are you excited about this Christmas? But over the presence, over the family, brilliant answer children, his presence to us. For me, that's stand on your tiptoes kind of moments of excitement. And that's what this Advent season is supposed to feel like. It is. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, the only person who can do for us what no one else can. Bring light from darkness and light. Light from darkness and, and, and life from death. Isn't that incredible? So this Christmas, I've got a question for you. Are you feeling that excitement? That anticipation, like my car. Or maybe you're anticipating something different, something less than good this Christmas. Perhaps for, for some of us in here, we have packed diaries, busy schedules, things to tick off and to get through. And if at the end of it we've survived, it'll be a cheeky bonus. For others, perhaps it's a real time of remembering those who aren't with us. And it brings a real sadness. You know, Christmas time is, is pressure, isn't it, as well? For others, it's the, I'm excited by, but I've got to do Christmas lunch with. It brings a mixture of emotions. It really does. But, I want to just, I want us to, to um, fix our eyes. I've got here, which is what you said. To fix our eyes on our rescuer, our hope, our saviour, Jesus, as one Peter said, who was born for you. And that's all you're going to get for 10 minutes, preparation. But let's turn it over to him and you. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Not because it makes us holy, but just in, in terms of concentrating. And as we begin to concentrate, to just focus on the things that you are thankful for. I find it so easy to grumble. But Lord, I'm, I'm just saying some things in my head right now that I'm thankful for. Family. Health. For you, for this church, for work and my colleagues, for the fact that I'm alive and breathing right now. Jesus, we say thank you. That you stepped into darkness and you brought us life and light. And Lord, I pray today for anybody in this room who's anticipating not so good things this Christmas. That Jesus, you'd surprise us. You would surprise us. That as we put our faith and our hope and our trust in you this morning, that just this holy excitement would stir up within us. Almost like a child on Christmas Eve. Can't wait for what's to come. I've got to see it. Lord, would you allow us grown-ups in this place today to be excited again at what it means to follow you, at what it means to fully understand 
you've been brought back to life for us. And Lord, we take a moment in our prayers as well just to think about our country, to think about our government, to think about Theresa May, to think about our local politicians and those in leadership. And Father, this Christmas we ask that you just bless, you would bless the people who are leading our country, who lead us in various ways, local and national. We pray for them, Lord. We ask that your presence, as Scripture says, governments are on your shoulders, that, Father, you would carry them, that you would give great wisdom and insight, that you'd give rest, you'd give vision, that you would allow uh, our leaders to, to harbor good thoughts, to believe in better days. Bless them, Lord, right now, right across this country, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, that they would stop and reflect on the babe in the manger this Christmas. And Lord, we also think about those who aren't here today, those who are part of this church, those who we love, who are ill at the moment, who are going through sickness, who don't feel well. And Lord, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, and that as we look upon you, that we find nourishment for our souls. And Father, we ask right now as well, that you bring your healing hand on those who we're thinking of. And finally, Lord, we pray next weekend for those 250 people who are going to come and check out the story of Christmas. Lord, we ask that there be salvations this Christmas, that people would come to know you, that people would just understand and know that this babe in the manger took on the forces of darkness to unite each of us to our Father again. So, Father, would you go before us? Would you prepare hearts and minds to receive you? Strengthen us, Lord, we ask. Fill us up. Allow us to be generous this season. Allow us to be encouragers this season. As we ourselves anticipate the coming King. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.